I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free, or certain, or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain. A masquerade, crafted, and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Submitted by Stanislav Nikolaev, 1991. Problem. The danger posed by the amount and magnitude of large-scale aggressors, LSAs, to normalcy in society is growing at an unprecedented scale following the prominent attack upon High Brazil in 1988. While there have not as of yet been any attacks of the scale of the incident on High Brazil, various agencies within Prometheus Laboratories have found the presence of similar entities of extreme size around the world, all of which could pose serious threats to world civilization. It is necessary to create a defense against these threats. However, all evidence suggests that LSAs are extremely difficult to kill and terminate. Only two such entities have been killed. The first of these entities was the Crocoteuthis gigantis, which attacked and destroyed High Brazil in 1988. This entity was only liquidated with the usage of a classified nuclear device used by the Global Occult Coalition, which several international nuclear regulations prohibit the use of. This weapon cannot be reused by Prometheus for various legal reasons. As many of the potential weapons which could terminate an LSA are subject to similar regulations and legal prohibitions, Prometheus must find a weapon which is not subject to such rules. The easiest way to do this is to create a new class of eigenweapon, which will be free from all international regulation. Solution One potential new eigenweapon class which will be able to terminate an LSA is known. In this, the relevance of the second deceased LSA becomes clear. In 1990, the Cetacea beringii killed the Eubrachiura carcinos. A second method of killing a large-scale aggressor becomes apparent from this incident. Another large-scale aggressor, controlled by Prometheus. This, however, presents a secondary problem. The ability of Prometheus Labs to create such an entity is extremely limited, to the point of being impractical. All attempts at growing new specimens of C. gigantis have been met with sudden, unforeseen difficulties and the death of all such entities prior to full maturation. Attempts to create a new LSA from scratch have similarly been unsuccessful. An alternative solution would be to take control of an existing LSA. All methods at doing such require some methods of docility from the LSA, which is completely lacking in all known specimens. Physical methods require subduing the LSA, which is as impossible as killing it. The mental function of all known LSAs are so dramatically different from humanity that psionic control of any is impossible. There does exist, however, one LSA that will be docile enough for Prometheus to modify and take control of, 
the corpse of the Sea Gigantis itself. With appropriate cybernetic and thaumaturgic modifications to repair the damage caused to it by the Global Occult Coalition, and to replace its neural framework with an easily controlled artificially intelligent conscript, the corpse of the Sea Gigantis will be ready for defense purposes. Business Case The modified Sea Gigantis can be used as licensed security for a variety of established investment groups or for in-house security at Prometheus Labs. While the course would be specifically modified for combat against other LSAs, all such modifications will render it effective at fighting almost any other threat with little chance of defeat. As the entity will necessarily be under the control of Prometheus Labs and will be necromantically powered, maintenance will only be necessary upon the cybernetic enhancements. These enhancements will be placed within the body of the entity and protected by the flesh and bone of the Sea Gigantis, ensuring their protection from environmental factors. As such, little cost will be necessary for the upkeep of the augmented entity. Should the augmentation prove successful, additional copies may be created via the usage of Nalka to hatch the eggs once contained within the entity, which will need to be purchased from Marshall Carter and Dark. Research has indicated that the growth period of C. gigantis is long, but this may be accelerated through various means accessible to Prometheus Labs. Ideally, all such copies will be weaker than the original, preventing the obsolescence of the original. Use of Funding The primary use of the funding requested will be to purchase the corpse of the C. gigantis from Marshall Carter and Dark Limited. While MCND initially demanded 100 million US dollars for the corpse, it's been unsold in the intervening 10 years between the initial listing and now. Storage costs are prohibitive, indicating the price may be negotiable. The augmentation of the corpse will be both cybernetic and thaumaturgic. Both of these will be performed in-house by Prometheus Labs, but will require additional outsourcing in order to meet demand in a reasonable time frame. Cybernetic modification of the corpse will be done with the assistance of Anderson Robotics, who will be contracted to perform several of the necessary modifications in tandem with Prometheus Labs. The cost of this has already been established and planned with Anderson Robotics and will be performed for a total of 10 million US dollars. The second form of modification performed on the corpse is thaumaturgic. The modified C. gigantis will need to be able to terminate other LSAs, so small modifications will need to be added in order to ensure its efficiency in combat. These modifications will serve to strengthen the scales of the entity, increase intensity of its generated fire, and enlarge the entity. To perform this, Nalka flesh crafters will be contracted to perform the necessary rituals. This will cost 500,000 US dollars. Funds for the employment of Prometheus employees from such divisions as Prometheus Bioengineering, Orpheus Biomedical, and Vulcan Engineering will also be necessary, as determined by the desired timeframe for the project's completion and the previous pay of such employees. Known Issues The actual process of restoring life to a long-deceased entity is not simple. While the C. gigantis is a well-preserved specimen, it's been deceased for just over 10 years. As such, it may prove stubborn to initial revivification techniques. Alternative necromancers may need to be contracted, or multiple may need to be used at once. The interface between the control system and the neural networks may not be configured properly, preventing full control. As a failsafe to control this problem, an emergency kill switch will be implanted into the brain of the entity, containing a large amount of cyanide. Should the C. gigantis not prove tractable, the cyanide will be released directly into the bloodstream, quickly terminating it. The final issue with the project will be metaphysical. It is possible, although not suspected to be likely, 
that the revival of the Sea Gigantis will result in a global Eve Cascade event that will awaken and or rejuvenate various other large-scale aggressors. This is only weakly supported by current models, as the sympathetic bonds between C. gigantis and other organisms are not believed to be strong enough to have any physical ramifications. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, follow the link in the description to patreon.com slash SCP Unredacted and help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. You can get access to production logs, merchandise, recognition, and even a part in a skip. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0 and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply dash creative dash people or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.